0: This is Holy Family School of Faith.
1: Welcome to our Rosary Meditation. Let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let's call to mind all those we've promised to pray for, especially praying for Jeannie Sherman. You are safe. Jesus Christ has conquered Satan, sin and death, and the fear of death. Jesus has given you the Holy Spirit, who is the Lord and giver of eternal life. You are safe with Jesus Christ, who is victorious over sin and death. The saving death and resurrection of Jesus are not a myth or a fable. They are real historical events. Jesus is real. He died for you and he rose for you. The feast we celebrate tomorrow, Monday, September 14th, is the Feast of the Triumph of the Cross, which celebrates both the discovery and the recovery of the true cross of Jesus Christ, and with it, the finding of the empty tomb of Jesus. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. His life is in you. Therefore, you are safe.
0: Give us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy.
1: Queen Helena, the mother of the Roman Emperor Constantine, went on pilgrimage to Jerusalem in the year 325 AD to find and restore all of the places connected with the life of Jesus. In God's providence, the most important places, such as his birthplace in Bethlehem, where he was crucified on Calvary, and the empty tomb of the resurrection were clearly known for two reasons. First, Christians had continuously venerated these places from the time of Jesus. Second, a later Roman emperor Hadrian, sorry, an earlier Roman emperor Hadrian, following the Bar Kokhba rebellion in 132 A.D., in an attempt to suppress all the Christian pilgrimage to these sites, placed a pagan temple on top of Calvary over the empty tomb of Jesus and over his birthplace in Bethlehem. The Emperor Hadrian perfectly preserved our most important holy sites, and they were known to everyone. When Queen Helena arrived, she ordered the pagan temples removed, where underneath she found Calvary the tomb of Jesus, and his birthplace in Bethlehem, perfectly preserved. Calvary, where Jesus was crucified, was outside the original city of Jerusalem, in a rock quarry next to the town dump. Helena ordered her troops to excavate the dump, and on May 3rd, 326 AD, they found three crosses. According to the historian Rufinius, the identity of the true cross was confirmed by a miraculous healing. Unsure of which of the three crosses was the one in which Jesus was crucified, the bishop of Jerusalem, Saint Macarius, had all three crosses touched to the corpse of a dead man as well as to the body of a woman with an incurable illness. When one of the crosses brought the dead man to life and instantly cured the sick woman, they knew they had discovered the life-giving cross of Jesus Christ. Queen Elena had the Church of the Holy Sepulchre built over Calvary and the empty tomb of Jesus. She also built the Church of the Nativity over the birthplace of Jesus in Bethlehem. Jesus Christ is not a myth or a legend. He is real. These are real events. You are safe. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name.
0: As it was in the beginning, as now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those who most in need of their mercy.
1: The Feast of the Triumph of the Cross also celebrates the restoration of the cross to Jerusalem after it had been stolen in 614 A.D. by the Persian king Kosros who had attacked Palestine, destroying churches, killing Christians, and taking the true cross of Jesus. Later, his son, when he became king, returned the true cross to the Christian emperor Heraclius. Heraclius wanted to carry the cross of Jesus on his back into Jerusalem to the church of the Holy Sepulchre, but he was unable to lift it while wearing his royal garments. Modestus, the bishop of Jerusalem, said to him, How do you think you can carry the cross of Jesus dressed in expensive robes when he carried the cross in poverty? Hearing this, the emperor removed his fine clothes, put on sackcloth and ashes, and carried the cross barefoot to the church of the Holy Sepulchre.
0: As it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be a world without end, amen. Oh my Jesus. Forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy.
1: This feast of the triumph of the cross should also remind us of the meaning and purpose of suffering of our own cross. If you experience a cross and have done all you can to change it or remove it, and you can't then know for sure that God is allowing it for two good reasons. First, to empty you in order to fill you with his divine life. and Secondly, to invite you to become his partner in his saving work. On this first point, St. John of the Cross writes, We must then dig deeply in Christ. He is like a rich mine with many pockets containing treasures. However deep we dig, we will never find their end or their limit. Indeed, in every pocket, new seams of fresh riches are discovered on all sides. For this reason, the Apostle Paul said of Christ, in him are hidden all the treasures of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Would that men might come at last to see that it is quite impossible to reach the thicket of the riches and wisdom of God except by first entering the thicket of much suffering, in such a way that the soul finds there its consolation and desire. The soul that longs for divine wisdom chooses first, and in truth, to enter the thicket of the cross. St. Paul, therefore, urges the Ephesians not to grow weary in the midst of tribulations, but to be steadfast and rooted and grounded in love, so that they may know with all the saints the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth, to know what is beyond knowledge, the love of Christ, so as to be filled with all the fullness of God. The gate that gives entry into these riches of His wisdom is the cross, because it is a narrow gate. While many seek the joys that can be gained through it, it is given to few to desire to pass through it. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
0: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil.
1: Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
0: As it was in the beginning, as, as now, and ever shall be, world without
1: end, Amen. Oh, my Amen. Jesus,
0: forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of mercy.
1: Finally, this feast of the triumph of the cross reminds us that Jesus is inviting us to be a partner in His saving work st paul writes now i rejoice in my sufferings for your sake and in my flesh i complete what is lacking in the sufferings of christ for the sake of his body that is the church how could christ's sufferings be lacking and if they were lacking how could we make up for it think of it this way christ preached the gospel but if we don't participate in preaching the gospel, Christ's preaching won't have its full effect. Christ loved and served the poor, but if we don't participate in His love and service for the poor, His love for the poor won't have its full effect. And Christ suffered for souls, but if we don't participate in His suffering for souls, then His suffering won't have its full effect. That's what it means to make up What is lacking in christ's sufferings for the good of the church it means christ makes the full impact of calvary the cross dependent on our willingness to cooperate with him by taking up our own cross by accepting with trust and offering with love what we did not choose do not like and cannot change